Welcome back to another episode of Life Without Instructions. In this episode, RN and I talk about our past when it comes to exercising, activities, what it was like to kind of be active as a child, um, what were our limitations and such. Um, and then we dive into some of Ariane's boxing uh, background and, you know, what it's done for him and, you know, the people that he's met along the way. It's a good story. So um, thank you for, you know, listening. Hope you guys enjoy this one um, and see you at the end. We're on. We're on. We're live. He's eager. He's eager to get back in the game. I just feel great. I think it's the run. It's honestly when you're, like I said, that rush to have to get back here to record on time. Um, put a little fire under my butt to sprint up that hill. And I, there, there is so much truth in, in movement equals energy. Like over coffee, over everything, I think this is as active as I ever can be is really right after like a great stimulation like that. Running. I mean, yeah. It can long distance running. No, I, I, if anything, I feel like crap after like running for a long time at the same speed, but doing like intervals and sprinting, depending on my mechanics, I was trying out, um, have you, you've seen the WEC method before, right? Or have you, have you heard of them? The WEC? WEC method. Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it, not. There, there, so this trainer, Matt, shout out to Matt from performance gains. Okay. Um, you remember Matt? I don't think I met him, met, met him when I got there. Um, he was like, uh, on and off. He also worked for progression, physical therapy in Menlo okay. park. And, um, he was, he kind of like, you know, he, he, he was like a part-time trainer, but he had a couple clients in the morning and I met him. Um, and he talked to me about WEC method a little bit and they use these, uh, little like sensory feedback shakers like hand, like little like weight shakers to, mm-hmm. to, uh, increase their speed, um, and feedback when they sprint and mm-hmm. they try it, they do this like unilateral arm swing sprint that is like, right. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I've never seen it until I saw them do it. And the drill is essentially like focusing this, uh, like on one side of your arm swing while the other, yeah. like, while the other isn't technically in front of the body anterior to okay. the body. So you're kind of putting a lot more emphasis on one side. And I, and I was trying a little bit of just that style. I obviously I've never been taught by any of their coaches before, but I was doing it up the hill. And, um, and it, it, like I said, I I usually assess before and after things like that, when I try things like that and I assess pretty well after Mm -hmm. like focusing on one side over the other. Um, Cause I've always been like curious about that when you're sprinting or running, it's a bilateral gait movement. And if your body is craving a unilateral stimulation, how do you, then does that mean you don't, you don't run for, you know, a little while and you focus on unilateral stuff and then come back to running? Um, so maybe that's something you could answer with your, with your uh, knowledge base. But for I me, it, I kind of wonder about that. It depends. It depends on the person. I think you could, I wouldn't say that you're uneligible to do anything like, you know, yeah, one-sided work or you're not allowed to run. Mm-hmm. 
I think there might be some other things that I would consider when it comes to running mm-hmm. and kind of that that gait pattern that you're you're trying to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really comment on uh, what exactly he what they're trying to do in that because I'm not really familiar. Yeah, I have yeah. some and ideas. Maybe I didn't explain it well enough. You might not need to I watch have- it and see it. I have some, I, I mean, there's some coordination work that requires like, yeah, like timing on one side, like, um, I forgot what it was actually called, but it's the idea of like, you know, if I, if I, it's like Simon says, if I tell you to do this, mm-hmm. can you like do this with some rhythm and, uh, and can you generate that, that movement? Mm-hmm. in a way that is like rhythmic mm-hmm. yeah i and think that they i've seen the trainers use like a metronome to try to time it yeah and so when you start diving into like timing and rhythm and stuff like that that could really help with some of these mechanics mm-hmm. that you mentioned when you run um and then i think another component would be like the emphasis of like breathing um Mm, yeah when you do run because that's ultimately going to be fueling your system and if you have maybe not it's not it's not a matter of like good versus bad breathing it's more of like the what how can you actually perform the the given movement with the right amount of energy to the muscles to the working muscles via like the respiratory system so Mm -hmm. is are you do you have good competency with your breathing like are you able to breathe well um is your timing good are you getting enough air into the lower lobes of your lungs? Are you getting, are you burning off more, burning off the CO2 um, and you're getting rid of that so that the oxygen to CO2 transfer, like all that stuff is uh, vital, vital mm-hmm. because if what happens if this is probably a way out there from, you know, for most listeners, but like what, what if like your, you're not getting adequate fuel to your body and that's that could be the reason why maybe that right side isn't moving that well yeah so like i see what you're saying maybe maybe it's not even like you have to do like rhythm work on one side and Mm -hmm. like yeah that could be an option but what about like maybe some of this stuff over here or some of that stuff over there Mm -hmm. like um and then that's where it comes in where it's like yeah maybe Maybe you can get some, you know, assessments going, some start being your own scientist exploring. And like today when I went and ran, like I haven't felt like I'm trying to pick up, I'm becoming a runner Mm because I I really want to kind of have that to, like you mentioned, like um, have like this, this, this feeling that I achieved something and I, and I feel like good about myself and, and, and challenging myself and then making my, 
my nervous system work mm-hmm. in ways that maybe I don't get throughout the day. So like, this is something that I can like push myself a little bit. I'm not, I'm not like a, a championship runner or like, I'm not, I haven't done any races before. Like I'm not really interested in the time. Yeah. I just want to be able to like keep a good pace, breathe, push myself a little bit. Can I recover? Mm-hmm. Um, can I calm my breath down? Can I, and then can I kind of push it again kind of thing? Um, so it's a little bit more um, spontaneous in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I've never run any type of race or obstacle based, you know, anything before, but, um, but it's very rewarding. It's always been something I struggled with. I like throughout middle school and, and high school, like I was terrible at running like the, I just remember the mile is like that awful mm-hmm. test that you just like, you didn't look forward to, or for yeah. some people you didn't, I always looked at that kid who was like sprinting all the way through it, got like a sub seven, you know, <laughs> not even trying. And I was like, dude, I will never be that kid. And that's also something that I remember throughout high school. So maybe now that that's also another like motivating factor that like, I was never really good at running. And, um, and it's something that is, is really rewarding. Like even like now I feel like a a sense of accomplishment, like going, you know, like kind of firing up a hill um, Mm -hmm. that I might've had trouble with in the past. And it feels, it's, it's good. It feels good beyond even the mind. It's just something like my body just feels better. Um, and there's an obvious connection there. If, if, you know, if I enjoy it, then my nervous system might be more calm. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, so I get what you're saying. It's not for me. It's not for, I, I never time myself. I never, I never, you know, be like, Oh, I got this time last time, or this is how far I went, or this is what my mile, my average mile is. Um, mm-hmm. I had an ex-girlfriend that, that ran like competitively and I always, it never like sat well with me personally when I used to like try to, you know, she wanted to get me into it and everything. And I just never, it wasn't something I was into. So. Mm. Uh, I wanted to ask you based off of like your childhood experience of running. Mm -hmm. Was it, was it like a PE class where, you know, they had you like line up and then, you know, all the kids were in their like uniforms Mm -hmm. and, and it was like, all right, for the next, like, 25 minutes everyone's gonna run kind of thing exactly it was it was literally like finish the mile and you spend as much time of the class of the pe hour hour and a half running your mile and you don't stop until your mile is complete or the class ended so there would be Mm -hmm. some times where i spent the entire class running that mile that's how slow i was there was i remember I, i was walking i started to walk because i was so tired like i didn't have asthma as as a child um but but I, like, I, I would just get winded. I just couldn't keep up with myself. Mm-hmm. I literally couldn't. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have the endurance for it. I, I skateboarded as a kid. So I just didn't have something that was like working on those systems as a kid mm-hmm. um, of like pr- producing or getting that output for long periods of time. So as soon as I felt that kickback, I was like stopping. And I remember getting like my first mile in middle school, sixth grade was like 17 minutes. It was, it was literally terrible. Like I, I had walked the end, of the, the end of it. Everyone's looking at you like you're the kid that's still walking around mm-hmm. whatever track or I, I think back then we used like the field to, and they said mm-hmm. four times around the field was a mile. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God, dude, it took forever. Mm. 
what do you can you recall any kind of like was that kind of like a social kind of like were you not were you looked down on because yeah you I, think, I think for sure i mean you know I, i've that's around the 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 time frame that like your interest in like girls starts picking up and you want to like show off and be this like you know this man or this muscular dude or like you, this fit person and yeah. uh and you're that definitely is not the the uh the like uh i don't know the image of fit is not a 17 minute mile yeah. um and you know everything's competitive like no one cares about quality of anything it's just like when you're that young you're just like i just want to like beat everyone i want to like be the fastest i want to be the best yeah. Um, depending on, you know, your personality type. And mine was, I always craved that. I wanted to be faster. I wanted to, you know, be able to get a sub eight or sub seven or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't have, like I said, I just wasn't fast enough. And I had friends that were, that didn't put me down for being slow. It was just almost like they would talk about it, be like, oh, like, what was your time? What was your time? And I was yeah. never in that conversation because I, would, mm -hmm. I just knew that I sucked, you know? <laughs> so um yeah i'm sure that yeah running for me like i said throughout high school i couldn't wait to get a, a prep in high school because it meant that i didn't have to like do all that conventional pe style crap mm -hmm. so so when you were in elementary mm -hmm. and like like elementary or middle school like were you pretty active yeah i was i mean my parents didn't put me my dad didn't put me in in sports early on like there's a lot of kids that I met that were my friends eventually that like all they all met like way before I met them because of little league Babe Ruth baseball um mm -hmm. uh, so ba baseball was a, a big... baseball soccer I mean I feel like you know all, you always like you see a lot of parents getting their kids involved in soccer baseball or football like very young gymnastics it's something just to like get them moving and maybe find a, find something they enjoy. Um, and my dad and mom didn't pressure me to play anything in particular. So in a, in a sense, it was nice. But then when I start, when, when kids start to get more active, I was like the late bloomer because I didn't have, I didn't pick up that skill set early on. Mm. And now looking back at it, I'm thankful I didn't start things like that very young because I, I probably would have more physical um uh attributes or, or like overwhelming you know parts of my body or, or parts that i just overdeveloped from an early age or habits that i built for as a little kid um yeah so Debatable. i'm thankful yeah yeah i hear you um so w when were you kind of in a position where um you started becoming a little bit more active as a child. Skateboarding was my first, if you want to call it a sport, I mean, it's an extreme sport like snowboarding. It's, a um, it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not like foot, the ones that we watch constantly. It's not a spectator sport like the ones we think of now, um, like baseball, basketball, all that. But uh, I, I loved it and it got me active. It had me running around. I mean, I would go like, really far distances on a skateboard just to get to a skate park or like a spot a skate spot on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of great memories from that. And um, it was definitely the first thing that kind of pushed me into any type of athletic ability. Um, 
it, like I said, it wasn't the, it wasn't the thing that got you the leather jacket in high school, but I loved it. You know, mm. um, all my other friends played like football and stuff like that. And there was only a select few of us that, that skateboarded. Um, but it was, it was cool. It was a, I gained, I got a lot of culture from it. I got a lot of, uh, just, uh, good memories. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of there. I mean, skateboarders are some of the most extremely athletic people I've ever seen now looking at it. Um, like what Mm -hmm. you can do and, and the, the feats of like fear, like, like there's an overwhelming amount of threat that I think I had to get through when I was a kid to like skate down a a stair set. Um, you know, you land wrong and you, that's like your whole day. Like you're like spent just like, dude, I'm messed up, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that was, it was something I did from probably sixth grade all the way to like freshman year of college. I finally started like getting more into weight training at that point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, Skateboarding is a interesting. Um, I I do a lot of boarding sports myself, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's just a, there's a lot of uh, factors you have to take in. You know, just like every other sport, they have you know your unique unique kind of uh, factors that you have to kind of get better at. Those learn the skills to kind of uh, do multiple things at once. Mm-hmm. You know being able to ride on to the board, balance, um, be aware of your surroundings, use your visual system, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, manage your threat and your, you know, staying calm under, under pressure or, you know, something like jumping down a set of stairs or something like that. Like, yeah. Uh, performance is, it's, it's definitely a performance type of uh, sport it requires requires a lot of specific things to kind of do that so mm-hmm. i think i think back to the point of like gaining the skills i think if i were to have a kid and and push them towards you know being active a little bit younger and and you know trying new things and and learning these skills at a younger age with like you know safety and uh you know, longevity in mind, I think that it, it, de- it definitely, you know, goes into the, the mind and the skills of developing, a, you know, a healthier brain that mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, predict better. It can uh, understand certain stimulus a little bit better. And yeah, so interesting yeah. thinking point there. I know that you've talked about like collecting obviously shoes and, and watching basketball when you were mm-hmm. a kid. And I wondered, I guess, if you played anything or how, you know, what, what your perspective was on sports back then. Uh, I think it all started in like, kind of like the playgrounds recess, you know, in mm-hmm. elementary where a kickball. you just, you just started like noticing like all these kids doing these like things like they're putting a ball in a hoop over there they're running on the field over there and you know people are you know just scattered around the the playground um i was the kid that kind of was like under the under the playground under the playground slide and just like sitting on the ground kind Mm -hmm. of kid and uh 
you know, I had like maybe like a couple friends, but I wasn't very like active. I didn't really, I was, I was really in my head a lot growing mm-hmm. up and, uh, and yeah, I wanted to like interact and, and learn how to use my body a little bit more, but it, it was definitely a interesting like start because I was, I was just kind of a little bit more heady kid. Um, but soon after that, like, uh, going into like the end of middle school, playing around on the field, learning to like throw the ball, um, playing basketball, learning how to skateboard. Um, and I, I was, I wasn't very athletic, you know, early on and, you know, who, who can define you as that's a whole nother story, but, um, basically what I'm trying to say is that like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a instant, like, Oh, like I'm gravitating towards like movement and exercise. Like Mm -hmm. when I, when I got to middle school, it was like, yeah, like line up, we're going to run around this big loop around the school. And like, we're just going to time, give you a time when you're done. And that was just like, that was like, not very valuable for me at the time it was like why am I kind of doing this and you have those thoughts of like this sucks yeah. and that can like really kind of like put a bad bad taste in your mouth for like the rest of your life because yeah, you know, if you're so yeah. young and like you know you're in front of the class and they have the rope down in the middle of the class and they're like okay, everyone watch, you know, watch Miles try to climb up this rope and he can't even get his feet off the ground. It's just like those moments, they get ingrained in you that like, man, like I, I kind of like suck, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, I've worked with so many people in the past and we talk about like what it was like when they were a kid and how they like grew up and, and, and they, they tell me to this day, like, I hate exercise. It like sucks. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. And, and it makes sense. Like I, I have empathy for them because it's, it just kind of like, it can, it can put you in this place of like, you know, threat. Like, I don't really, I don't really see the benefit of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I spent a lot of my early years like really kind of shying away from like doing that stuff. Cause I didn't really understand why I was doing it. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't really have like my values and my reasons why um, this like movement was important to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a way to socialize when you're that young. I feel like, like I want to, I wanted to like be able to talk with all the kids that also played basketball after school, not be on the B team with none of my friends, you know, like it's like, it it starts to define you. I have some good stories there. (laughs) Uh, But um, just to kind of pick off where I left off, like the whole like middle or yeah, middle school, you know, getting involved in PE. um, Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a moment of, you know, social experiments with like your peers and seeing like how you stack up against someone else. And, you know, and those things are, I mean, it's funny that you bring up basketball because um, in high school, 
so I never, I never tried out for the basketball team in middle school. Um, I played, you know, later in my years with some friends, some neighborhood friends, and we would just like play all day and it was fun. Um, and then when I got into high school, I was like, you know, I want to be a, like a part of something and I want to like, you know, play a sport and like be that, that super like cool guy that's like athletic and like, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, you know, I got, I have all these friends and like feel a part of the team. And um, so, yeah, I did try out for the basketball team every single year that I went to high school and I, I never made uh, the varsity team. Mm-hmm. I've never, I never made the JV team. And this, this, I don't tell people a lot because I think it's, it's something that like, I mean, I don't know what, how it makes me feel, but I have to sit with that a little bit longer. But um, like I, I made the C team at like a, at a, I think it was a sophomore or junior year. I made the C team. Mm-hmm. And usually like if you're a junior, you're like, you're supposed to be like at least varsity. Yeah. Um, But to, to give me some credit, like, I think I was, I was good. I wasn't like amazing, but our school was really good too. So like we had some of like the top recruits in, in our, in our, on our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the where we were living was a pretty like basketball heavy um district where there was like really good players um so you know i tried i tried multiple times and i remember walking into the into the coach's um classroom and i was like hey like what do i need to do to like make the team like i just want to make the team and be a part and like i want to play basketball kind of thing and uh you know, it was just, he just kind of flat out told me like, you know, you're not, I'm not good enough for, you know, to be on the team. Like there's, you know, we have, you know, this guy yeah, and he, he automatically gets on the team because he's just, he's just that good. You yeah. know, it's like, uh, so it's like, I think that sits with me a lot because I remember like working really hard to try mm-hmm. to get on the team and, uh, and then kind of feeling like defeated it's like what you know feeling feeling defeated and but what was nice was i was invited to a au basketball team so i played a lot on that team and i played year round in high school so that was a lot of fun and i i met like some of my closest friends and um i still like talk to them today and like you know those are like great memories from a from a athletic you know background mm-hmm. that helped me with like team sports and like working as a team and um strategizing and all these like cool little skills that I learned from basketball so yeah I joined the AU team I played basketball year round it was a lot of fun yeah I think those whether it's skateboarding, basketball, whatever you decide to do. I think um, for me, I had to find something that I was somewhat good at and that I actually enjoyed to continue doing it. When you're that young, it's like you don't do anything that unless a parent forces you to do it. And I knew those friends of mine that they were like, God, I don't even want to play baseball anymore. But like my dad just won't let me stop going to baseball games. 
Mm-hmm. And I was lucky. Like I said, I was, I'm grateful that I didn't have uh, a pair of parents that like forced me to do a sport because they wanted me to be good at it. Um, yeah. cause it, it let, it gave me a lot of freedom and, uh, and, and to this day, I'll, I'll always have a special place in my heart for skateboarding. I'm sure the same for you for, you know, basketball and uh, things like that, whether you were, you know, obviously I'm not a professional skateboarder, but it was, uh, it's something, it's something that like you built friendships with it. It gave you defining moments, maybe other ones. Um, and, uh, I'm glad I have those memories. Yeah. Did you just to comment on what you just said, uh, where did you notice anyone that your brothers have that, that same type of upbringing? Did they, did they, were they forced to, you know, play sports that they Um, didn't want to? My dad raised us all exactly the same was like do what you want to do kind of thing like if you want to if you want to play that sport play that sport like i'll watch i'll be there to watch um if you want me to be there kind of thing he was very go go with the flow in that way because he didn't really play sports like himself growing up he was like collecting comic books and stuff when he was younger so that's what we all had together as a family as we like we loved like watching cartoons like collecting comic books reading comic books um, like the superhero genre, all that before it became what it is now. Um, but I definitely witnessed my brothers, both of them, and and one even more so, having a lot more athletic ability than I had. And and there was a certain part of me that kind of you know when I was watching their little you know highlight reel throughout high school, kind of play out, um, get you know feel like maybe a sensation of jealousy, like just like I wish like. For some reason, I wished like that I was a couple inches taller, like, you know, Julian or like, uh, or he was just, you know, like I went to his football games. Like I saw how he played. He played a lot better than I ever could have. And, uh, but it was nice. It was nice that we all had our own thing. Um, like I said, I had skateboarding early on. Um, and it was something that they, like I said, they gravitated t- towards other things. Tristan was very academically um like gifted in a way that I wasn't also so I got to watch him like throughout school like be the one who who would like just ace the test without trying whether it was like a you know whether it was like a learning difference that we had and maybe his was aligned more with the conventional way that schools taught he had a upper hand that I didn't have so he had you know so we all had our own things but like I said I wouldn't take it back I wouldn't go back and give myself anything else what would you think your brothers would say about yourself? So um, like I asked them th- that, that same question, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do you think they would say for you? I mean, when it comes to school there, it's hard for me even now to look back and say like, in that way, I was really good because I found a lot of the things that I was good at. I were outside of academia. It was outside of the realm of school. It was outside of school sports. It was always, it was like after school activities that I found, found like strengths in that were never measured in school. Like your, how smart you are when you're younger, as we talked about in our episodes before, um, was something that was measured early on um, mm-hmm. through testing and exams and, and, and math lanes and English lanes. It was like constantly, it, it was like a school sport to be smart. And then it was also in a way, um, it, you know, it was like, a, and then a physical feat was like being good enough to be on the certain school sports teams. Um, so I didn't ever have any of that. 
and I can acknowledge that now. That's just the truth or the matter. Um, but skateboarding was the first thing that I, like I said, really clicked with. And then after that, it was jujitsu. I I'd started getting involved in MMA when I was at the end of junior year or the summer between junior and senior year. So I was still in high school and I didn't tell anyone because it was also like before UFC wasn't really, really big back then. It wasn't what it is. Fighting just wasn't this thing that we do. Like everyone's super into UFC, super into boxing, whatever. This was like, you know, I had friends that wrestled, but I never wrestled. Um, I, I had that build. So I, I was short and maybe a little, you know, stockier. So I, I had maybe a, uh, uh, like an entryway into jujitsu that other kids didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like my pro going in there. And, and that's when I kind of left skateboarding officially behind. I stopped like wanting to skate, um, as heavily and as frequently. And I, f- I found another craft that had another kind of culture to it where kids came together. It was all like kids around my age, maybe a little older in like early college. Um, mm-hmm. and you came in and you learned, you learned like what the move was of the day, what jujitsu move were you going to learn today? What choke, what, you know, what hold, um, what transition were you going to learn? What takedown? And that's where I really, that's where I think even now my brothers could say, cause they started to like come and try to watch my meets and, or watch my, uh, my, uh, tournaments and stuff like that. And when we would like do the training, they would come and watch. And they like would even come home and tell my dad, like, dude, our Adyan's actually really good. Like he is like, he's, he, like he fought like a lot of people that were way bigger because most people were taller than me. That's just a fact. Mm. Like five, four is not very tall. Um, yeah. So it, it is, it was cool to be good at something that, that where there were height wasn't a factor. Like it wasn't basketball or football. Like usually the taller, the guy, the better. It just was like Whoa. that. Um, Mm -hmm. on average, I think, and that's just with any football, basketball, baseball. Um, and so it was nice to like be involved in something where height, where I could throw height out the window. That wasn't something that was, you know, that really mattered. If you were, if you had technique, you had technique. It didn't matter if you were short because when we're all on the floor, we're the same height. And that's what my trainer or my coach used to tell me when, Mm -hmm. when that tall guy's on the ground, he's the same height as you. It doesn't matter. So, uh, that's when I learned a lot. I like the foundation of like, of like culture, communities, like the social aspect, having these like people on my fight team, fighters that like, you know, you could click with, you're like this, we're, we're a part of something and we all are somewhat skillful in different things. We have different techniques that are good. It's almost like collecting like badges, just like, Oh, I do this real. I I have this transition down really well. That's like, that's his thing. Watch him. He's going to do that kind of thing. Mm. when he's on the mat so uh it was cool that was another thing that like i really i enjoyed but like i said it was all outside of school i didn't talk to anyone about it you know Mm -hmm. so um i didn't really i didn't have anything in school that like i could like build with other kids you know Mm -hmm. so the 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 jujitsu and the fighting mm -hmm. um would definitely stick out yeah, for sure. And your 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 brothers would probably say answer that. Yeah, them. I think that's yeah. the one thing. Like I, I said, Tristan was super. He just he had he was just he just rolled flowed through high school in terms of academia. Um, I'm sure he had to work hard for it, but he could he could achieve it a lot easier than I could. And like I just fought to I struggled through every class of mine. 
Julian mm-hmm. was really good at sports. Naturally, he was on this football team. He did, you know, he did basketball. Even he did uh, um, track and field. He was a good sprinter. So he was really like athletically mm-hmm. uh, gifted in that way. And then for me, it just came in different in different ways. What what? Why do you think that might be? What do you think? Um, like you, what was fighting and doing those things doing for you? from like a brain perspective um if you can if you can recall like those moments of being like in in the ground with someone mm-hmm. and like what what kind of feelings came into your head i think it gave me like i said i when i feel like boys are always measured by their strength and their physical um abundance it was like every boy wants to be really tall and really fit, mm-hmm. especially at that age. Um, mm-hmm. or most do, unless you, you find something else that you're attracted to. Like I had friends that were in robotics and stuff like that, where you used mm-hmm. your mind a little bit more and less of your physical feats. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finally found, I, I found a sen- a sense of, of strength and power in, on the floor, on the mat. Um, like with a gi on, like that's just where I started to sit into myself a little more and be and realize that that I found something that I could that I, I didn't have to try so damn hard to be good at, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like I, you know, it's almost like you you almost when you're that age, or for me, I it, something that gave back a little bit. I enjoyed, mm-hmm. you know, that I didn't have yeah. to fight for so hard because that's when you're building your like your habits, you're building um your work ethic and that was something that like gave me a hand and then I took that and just ran with it yeah um, so nothing else kind of lent itself to me that way yeah you and, made some interesting comments on that like just making it feel it just felt like it was a little bit easier for you to kind of just kind of be comfortable in this position mm-hmm. um and it, it's interesting because I think that that can happen with anyone and it doesn't need to necessarily be like fighting. It can be anything that maybe you can put your feet into and maybe create like, you know, these habits around. Um, I'm, I'm curious on like that moment where you, you actually felt like that was possible for you to like start doing that. Like what was the, did a friend say, Hey, let, let's go try this thing out yeah what was the what was that like moment if you can remember um i i remember my neighbor did boxing when he almost went to the military he did like military boxing and he was like 16 year old boxing like 30 year olds and he used to tell me stories about it um and how his dad got him involved in it and i was always like that sounds i mean like crazy and how you know how old were you i was 17 okay and he was a few few years older than me. He went to Palo Alto High School as well, but he graduated by this point and he was going to like Foothill Community College and I was still in high school. Um, and he, I just know, I knew that occasionally he would go and roll with other kids that were around our age, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a lot, usually older than I. Um, I. I was probably one of the younger kids that, that did jujitsu. Um, but he would always just tell stories about it. And at that point I wasn't physically super in shape. I was still like 
the kid who would occasionally enjoy like falling or getting pushed into the pool with my shirt on because I wasn't I wasn't the one ripping my shirt off like in front of the girls 17 years mm. old like all the rest of my friends so I knew that like there had to be something physical at that point for me to get in shape and I had to be I had to want to do it I didn't want to sprint at that no one wants to sprint at 17 unless they're good at it they're good at track and field like I said I wasn't good at any of those things skateboarding I was good at but it wasn't this thing that really got people in shape. Like there's even skateboarders now that like have to, if they're, if you're old enough and you're a pro skateboarder, you most likely have to train outside of skateboarding to stay in some sort of shape to skateboard. It's not, yeah. it's, it's nothing that's gonna like, like anything you have to train outside of it. And, um, I didn't, so I never like got into physical shape like that. Um, so that was another thing that I wasn't as aligned with, with other kids is I didn't have like, the, the body that I craved back then. Um, and it just sat with me for a long time that I just wasn't, I guess, you know, at that point I was almost a senior and I just didn't grow into myself the way that I thought I would or that I wanted to. So that was something else that weighed on me. And I knew th this kid in particular, Angelo, he, uh, he fought and he was in shape and I was like, maybe, I don't know, maybe fighting can get me in shape. So I initially got into it because I wanted to get in shape. I had no idea it was going to be this thing that I would love. It was just like, Oh, maybe I'll just take a whack. I'll throw a dart at this thing on the board and see if it sticks. Yeah. Um, so he introduced me to some people. He was like, why don't you come with me after school? Just check it out. You don't have to go if you don't want to. And I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll see what it's all about. We trained. I remember like he put me into the most grueling, like weight intense workout. Like we did bench press and all this stuff before our jujitsu session. So I was like, this is the toughest mentally and physically the toughest day that I had run into physically. And like I said, mentally in all of my years in high school and middle school, like it just like, because I, it was, I was brought there by somebody I had to like, I couldn't chicken out and like, like get my dad to pick me up or I didn't want to. So yeah, there's some pressure there. Yeah. So there's some pressure there. I had to keep up with everyone who was around me and I couldn't because I was the odd one out and I, and I got like almost like invited to this club. And like, you know, it's like, you're going to get invited and then leave because you're not, you're not strong enough or fast enough, or you don't have the willpower. Cause over there, it didn't matter that you weren't strong in the beginning. Cause I saw other kids that were smaller than me that just had the will and they had the technique to keep, to keep up with everyone else. So there was ways around it where in like football, it's like, if you're not tall or fast, you're probably not going to catch that ball. And you're probably not going to outrun that person and you're going to get tackled and it's going to hurt and you just, you won't do well. You know, there's not a lot of, of, of like leeway there. So mm -hmm. especially early on when coaches are just looking for that athletic kid, who's like, you can catch and you can run. Great. Let's do this. And I wasn't that. So I was finding out in jujitsu, like, Oh, there's other ways that you can be good. It doesn't matter if you're not tall. It doesn't matter if you're not fast if yeah. you can out technique this other guy, if you can, if you can out, like if you can be more conniving, if you can be a little smarter on the mat. So I was like, okay, there's ways that I can develop something that I don't have physically. And so it kept me there. That's what kind of kept me around. I was like, okay, then I just need to stick it out. I'll keep doing it. I remember just being like, uh, like that thought of, I want to go home so bad, like in my head a thousand times that day. And I mm. rolled on the mat. I got my ass kicked and um and i was but the coach like had a liking for me and he was like you know what like come back tomorrow do the same thing 
and we'll just you get better every time you're, you're like you're you're good like it's okay like don't worry about it just brush it off these kids all have been here for a while this is your first day and so I was like okay like you know and then you get the pressure from the coach of like he likes me he wants me to come back if I don't come back that sucks like <laughs> I have to deal with that you know yeah um and so I remember going home and this was before ice baths or or any of that and I was just I was so physically sore from the work that one and a half hour workout we did before the one and a half hour jujitsu session I was like physically I remember I was crying to my dad in the bathroom because I was I was taking off my clothes to take a shower and I was like I I physically I'm so sore it hurt physically hurt my body like Mm -hmm. it was like aching I was like oh my like this is like terrible I just remember like being like crushed physically crushed and I was like what do I do to make this go away it was the worst case of soreness I've ever experienced in my life and I remember like putting he he bought bags of ice my dad was a trooper he really was like whatever could help me he was willing to do so we went got ice we put ice in the bath because we googled or didn't maybe not even googled at that time I don't know how we figured it out but we're like maybe (laughs) icing our my body will make it feel better yeah we put all this ice in the bath I'm sitting in it. It's freezing. I'm 17 years old. And I'm just like, God, this is awful. Like nothing's happening. Like, you know, if it's distracting me, but I feel like physically, I feel the same. I tried Mm -hmm. like a warm bath that didn't work. And I remember just like almost crying myself to sleep. And then the next day it was a little bit better. And the day after that, it was a little better. And I just kept going and going and going and going. And I learned so much. And then somewhere along the way, I started to defeat the people that were like kicking my butt day one, two, three, week one, week two. And, uh, and I was, I was just out, I was out matching them. And it wasn't because I was taller, or I was obviously shorter. I wasn't as in shape naturally, like physically gifted like them. Like there was just a lot of athletes on the team. And I like, but I, I learned my technique. I repeated it over and over and over again. And I found opportunities to use it in in their holes that they didn't patch up very well and i and and then i i just knew and then i was the kid who who why why does he get to stay with the coach for an extra 30 minutes because the coach is making him do more ab work you know it was (laughs) like i finally was the kid like the 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 something that was shining bright in the coach's eyes like this kid has something i need to pay attention to him and i never was that in any other sport Mm -hmm. so just to just to kind of get some clarity on more of the the structure here is is that pretty normal for like going into kind of a boxing gym or a fighting gym gym? yeah fighting Mm -hmm. gym do do they is it kind of like that where you know if you do well you know people start getting like special attention and or like um you know, it's kind of like that is that's kind of like a, a thing of the the beast or the the system. It's like mm-hmm. you're not only like trying to like get better yourself, but you're trying to also like show up. Yeah. Have people like notice you. Yeah, I think that's definitely we had a there was two coaches and one of the coach had two kids who he, who also trained with us. So the two kids of one of the coaches was always getting the highlight. Like it was always getting the attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't connected in any way, shape or form to any of the coaches. So when one of the coaches started to highlight me and, and put me up against 
Like he would intentionally put me up against people that were very challenging to fight or that were always taller than me. They always were there for longer. Um, and he started, I, I just realized the, the hurdles that he was lining me up against to see if I could get over them to kind of see like, can this kid like pass this test? And I had to like every Friday was like, uh, up until Friday, we rolled on the mat and just learned the craft. And then on Friday, we would have to, uh, we would have, we would have matches. And I was like, like the nerves that would run in your body on Friday, because you showed up and you knew that there was somebody on that team on your team who you had to fight today, or you had to re uh, like roll with today. And, mm -hmm. and everyone was going to watch. It was a circle of kids around you creating this, like the octagon in a sense. And the coach was like judging like right then and there, like, are you going to be strong enough or smart enough to get to beat this guy? And, uh, and I constantly passed those tests early on. Um, and I couldn't rely on just being a strong person. Like you, you had to, you had to, know some technique mm -hmm. you, you rarely can get through fighting without it um and and if you don't get weeded out very early on um without using technique eventually you'll f meet someone who will just out literally out fight you out box you or out jujitsu you or something they're just no more than you and you just you feel helpless um mm -hmm. and i had my fair share of those but I had an overwhelming amount of times that I could pass those tests that I got that attention. Um, I didn't up, up until then, like I said, I wasn't a part of any team. So I didn't know how it worked. I wasn't like, I was never the good, the, the person that was like, Oh, this kid is running routes. You see this kid? Like I wasn't that thing, you know, like I would overhear mm -hmm. that, but I wasn't that. So it was interesting to hear the coach be like, Hey, you know, uh, Ariane, after, after, uh, rolling today like stay you know uh stay and we're gonna do a little bit extra stuff and i was like okay and uh and you know and i just didn't think of it you know as anything important at first um if anything i thought i was in trouble at first like oh sh like maybe i'm not good at this stuff and he wants me to yeah. practice it and then i started to realize that like he was having me do extra training and extra work and extra and he would tell me he would he would give me stuff to watch um and tell me that like you know like I kind of felt bad for the other kids sometimes because I felt like he, he would put me up against them just to see if I could beat them. And if I beat them, they're kind of like, they're, they almost like get washed off the mat, you know, essentially. They're just like, <laughs> okay, like get back in line, get back in the circle. Um, and uh, yeah, it was very interesting. But I learned, I learned like there was a lot of resilience that I built throughout that time. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was nice to to have that because like i said i didn't get that from anything else like my friends did in high school yeah it's uh it's a diff different uh different environment than i'm i'm kind of used to because yeah i mean thanks for sharing yeah i mean that was i haven't talked about fighting in a long time like that um but it's, yeah, I miss it. I miss it in a lot of ways. Like I said, there's a culture around jujitsu, like in Santa Cruz, they have a lot of surfers that also do jujitsu or jujitsu people mm -hmm. that also surf. So there's a, there's this calmness that is jujitsu where in boxing, I didn't really find that. It's probably why I didn't box for as long as I did jujitsu for, mm -hmm. um, the culture wasn't the same. And, uh, I found more egos in, in boxing than I did in jujitsu. So, yeah, it, it it's it's fun to think about just and reflect on those times. So if if you were to 
give the listeners some advice on finding this this culture that you're talking about mm-hmm. um, in their world uh, do you have any words um I would have to say that like I said I stumbled on it I I don't have you know there wasn't a calling for me. It's not this like story that you, that you would watch on a, on a movie screen. It was literally me wanting to get physically in shape. And that led me to finding something that really made a huge difference in my childhood. So I think that the most important thing is, is, is just try, try, like constantly try. I think that like my dad used to tell me that all the time. And in the moment when you get crushed by things and you get rejected by things, it's so hard to come back and try just as hard every time you almost stop caring. You know, you're just like, I'm just not good at this. I'm not good Mm -hmm. at a lot of stuff. And I was one of those kids that just like, although maybe I had a big smile on my face and I could laugh and joke with the other kids, try to go to parties and be that like lively person. Um, But when, when the school hours were in session, I was like, like like this like I can't wait till this is over kind of thing like I love my friends and I love the social thing but I just I'm not like I I don't I'm not drawn to anything and and I feel like things aren't drawn to me you know um so I think that it's important yeah that whether it's in school out out of school wherever you find that if you just like if it, there's there's gonna be a signal and whether it's very quiet or very loud, you just have to be aware of it and listen to it and chase things. And if they don't work out, they don't work out. But you gotta, you gotta keep, you gotta keep going. You know, especially when you're that young and you need, you need something like that to latch onto. It's not like I became a professional fighter, but it it gave me a lot of good, maybe good habits that I have now. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. I hope that resonates with our our listeners. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, uh, we'll, we'll end today with, with that note. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> any last words for you? I think, uh, I think it was nice to kind of just let it, let it fly and talk about a little bit of, you know, athletics, mm-hmm. our, our youth, um, some of the things that we've gone through. I'm sure we could uh, dive deeper into those things. But yeah, yeah. thanks for joining us. Thank for you guys episode. so much. Um, let us know uh, through Instagram or, yeah, Instagram's our main one right now. Yeah. Peace. Thank you so much for listening in. We really appreciate it. We have some exciting news coming up. Our next episode, we're going to bring on our first guest. And we can't wait to share that with you guys. Stay tuned. We're going to bring Mike Basil on for an interview. He's going to talk about different things like boxing, his recent events that he's been through, um, and just kind of open up about his path. Um, And we are really excited to kind of bring him on and have you guys experience that with us. So stay tuned. Take care. And see you next time.